You're listening to the Here's the Deal podcast. If you would like more information or would like to connect with the show, check us out on Instagram and Facebook at Here's the Deal podcast. We hope you enjoy the show. You're listening to the Here's the Deal podcast. My name is Dominic Kendall, and I'm so excited to have you guys on our very first episode. It's going to be great, and we hope you guys enjoy it. Um, I currently serve as the student ministry and college ministry pastor at Enon Baptist Church, a church located right outside of Birmingham, Alabama. And I'm joined by my co-host, Luke Chris, who is currently serving as the high school ministry intern at the main campus, the Flower Mound campus of the Village Church. And uh, we're, we're so excited about this podcast starting up, and we hope you guys enjoy it. And so, uh, Luke, how are things going in Texas? Dude, things are going so well. Uh, Texas is an awesome place. Uh, here, here's kind of the deal about that, though. Um, when I when I figured figured out I was coming here for the internship, um, you know, everyone, maybe just me, kind of has a stereotypical view of Texas. Yeah. Um, so when when I found out I was coming here, I was expecting it to be like full-fledged, everyone wearing a cowboy hat, cowboy yes. boots, super thick, southern draw. Spurs. Everybody having spurs, spurs on their boots. Yeah. Worshipping with spurs. I don't know. Just total like country people. And I was like, dude, I wear tight jeans. I may be one of the hippest people at this church. And no joke, I think I have the thickest southern draw at the entire place, which I didn't even know I had. But every time I talk, somebody at the church makes fun of me because it's such mm-hmm. a wealthy area and there's like yeah. no country people here. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Disclaimer, if you have a country accent, that doesn't mean you're poor. But yes. <laughs> that's, um, not what, that's not what I meant, man. It's just that it, it did kind of sound like that. That's okay. Now, listen, um, we went there. Uh, Luke and I did go there for a conference, and it is awesome. It is a great, awesome place, and they've got great food. The food's the best ever. It's all Tex-Mex. Everything is tacos. Breakfast, it's going to be tacos. Mm. Everything has brisket in it. Yes. Amen. Uh, also, you know, the Texas flag is the only flag that can fly as high as the American flag. Just a little fact for you. Uh, well, here in Alabama, we, uh, we don't actually have roads. Um, we don't have, uh, we don't have, we have good food, I guess, but we are everything you thought Texas would be. Um, and so, no, we, we love Alabama and we, we, it's great. And so, but we are doing this from a, a great distance away. And so we hope you guys enjoy this and, and the fun and laughter. We hope this is a, uh, a joy for you. We hope this is a resource for you and a tool for you as we, uh, whether you listen or not. So yeah, that's right. <laughs> um, we, we hope even in um, our content, why are we doing this? Like, what's the whole purpose behind the Here's the Deal podcast? Well, this is what we believe. Um, here's the deal. We believe culture and real life and the Bible, uh, they're not mutually exclusive. We believe that they are desperately dependent, that they need to be together, that they, uh, that they speak into each other, that life doesn't just happen on its own, but that true life and real life and real culture is, is influenced, the greatest influence by the scriptures. And uh, we as believers and as Christians and, and those maybe just interested in what the faith are, we need to be clinging to the truth of scripture. And so that's why we want to do this podcast to kind of take real life and, and, and fun and, and 
and rabbit trails about NBA and DeMarcus tearing his ACL, like all that. We want to bring in real life and, and, and show how the Bible can be in and through that and can lead through that. And so that's where we want to see the Bible and real life collide here at the Here's the Deal podcast. And so that kind of leads us into our first question. And so, Luke, my first question would be this and kind of want to hear your thoughts is uh, the Bible. Why, why are we not clinging to that as truth? Like, why are we not reading our Bibles? Like, why, why are we not allowing the Bible to guide us as Christians? Almost kind of this, I got saved and now I can do it on my own. Why, why, do it, why does it feel like the Bible is something we're not clinging to anymore? Um, you know, I think there's a, there's a misconception um, kind of in our Christian subculture that what's happening is people are just flat out totally reject, rejecting scripture and turning away from it 100%. I mean, that is happening. Um, I mean, we see this with all the, all the um, big name Christian leaders that have recently fallen, like all over social media, things like that. But what's really happening um, I see, that I see all the time, and I see it in my own heart, is that we're not totally turning away and falling away, but it's just a slow drift, right? A daily just a little bit more, a little bit more, a little bit more toward culture. And we're just slowly drifting away where the Bible is still very much present in our lives. It's still very much present in our hearts while we're posting scripture on our Instagram story, whatever, but it's just not primary anymore. And I think that's what's happening in our culture because we have a fundamental misunderstanding of what the Bible is, right? Because we think it's, um, you know, you hear it, it's a roadmap to life or, it's just a good emotional quotes or whatever, whatever that may be, right? It's um, it's something we sprinkle on top of motivational speeches or it's for our self-esteem, whatever whatever we may think it is, right? We just have a misunderstanding that one, it's um, God's holy word. It's his communion with us, right? It's for, it's for our good, our growth, our knowledge, our maturing. Um, it's his ongoing communion with us. And it's answering the question that we're asking day in and day out, whether we realize it or not, we are asking the question, how should I live? Right. And this is one of the questions, the big question that the Bible answers, answers. It lays out before us how a kingdom citizen should live right while we're on this earth, while we're traveling through this earth. That's what it answers. And I believe it's reading the Bible rightly, reading the Bible theologically is the absolute most practical thing you can do. That's why I don't understand practical theology. It kind of seems like a oxymoron because theology is so, 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 so practical. Yeah. Um, so I think that the reason that the, uh, the Bible doesn't affect our everyday lives is, man, we just don't understand. We don't understand the, um, I'm trying to think of the word. We just don't understand how much we need the Bible yeah. to live rightly. It, yeah. it's our, it keeps us straight, right? It keeps us moving forward on a straight line. Yeah, and I and I would say that if I may, I, I would say that we just feel like it's not relevant. Yeah, um, for sure. In, in, a, in a culture full of relevancy, in a culture full of trying to keep relevant with with everything that's new, everything that's shiny, everything that glows, that has you know the the Bible. We may think that uh, it's it's not going to hold up because how could it possibly when everything else around us is is uh, being updated every two to three weeks. How is the Bible something that can withstand 2000 years? And yeah. so I, I feel like maybe there's a, 
there's a there's a sense of that it's not relevant. So I can follow Jesus, but I need to um, maybe detach, or maybe I can use the Bible for some supplemental help. But yeah. that there must be uh, something in me that can find the way to live, and so um, maybe maybe that's it. And so I, I would dare say that you're right that the the Bible has shifted from primary to secondary, or sometimes even further down the line. For, yeah, for I don't, many I don't of remember us. who um, who I heard say it, but they said uh, just in passing conversation, they said, "Man, we're looking, we're constantly seeking, constantly looking for what's new instead of what's true." Man, that's so simple, but that's so good. Like the Bible has stood the test of time and it is where our truth is found. Truth is not found inside of us, right? It's not, it doesn't matter how we feel. Um, it's not emotionally driven. Truth is found outside of us and it's set in scripture. And that's what we should um, align our lives to as Christians. I mean, if you get rid of some of it, man, you have to get rid of all of it. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so... And, and we've done this before and we've, um, you know, we, we've even taught this before. And I know I've taught this with our students here, but sometimes it can feel like if you've not done something um, and you feel like maybe you're behind, that it's not worth starting. And that's yeah. one of the hardest things too. even just following Jesus is that, oh man, well, I've not prayed. Now I feel guilty about praying. So I'm just not going to pray because I don't want to continue to feel guilty about not praying. So I'm just not going to pray. And we kind of get ourselves into this, this, this um, rut. And so, when it comes to uh, when it comes to trying to start out with this big divide that feels so great, how can someone? How can a believer uh, get back on track? How can a believer start to to read their Bibles to to learn more about God? Um, do they need to just go straight to seminary? Uh, do they need to just uh, like like what what do they need to do? Like what can we do as Christians to start to grow in our knowledge of the Lord and our reliance on His Word? Um, for me, honestly, I would just say read it. Like, bro, just read it. And I know that's that's a, a super loaded thing, and there's a lot of fears and insecurities. Um, that I face daily in the scripture, right? And there's a lot of a lot of time constraints that I know. Um, like you have a family, you have children, a full time job. All these things are much different. They things look very very different in people's lives. Mm-hmm. But at some point, you just have to read it, right? People are finding time for weekend hobbies or a personal trainer, right? If you can do all these things and be at CrossFit for eighteen hours a day, like yeah. I think you can find time. To, and I'm not calling out CrossFit. But I think you can find time to just read it, man. And you have to get over this. Um, uh, Jen, Jen Wilkin always talks about this uh, stigma that there seems to be we we fall into the trap of believing there's an expert amateur divide, right? That the guys on the stage, they uh, they're experts in the text. And we just we can't possibly understand the word of God like they do. Right? And that's just not true, man. The Bible, especially at the village, they make sure to beat this into us. The Bible is for everyone. Right? And right. God wants us to know him. And don't fall into the trap either that it's going to be easy because yeah. it's not. It's definitely not going to be easy, but it's always going to be worth it and it's always going to be accessible. Right? And we have more access to the Bible than we have ever had. And yet we are the most biblically illiterate generation. Like yeah. we're going to have to stand before the king. And and own up to how we handled the sacred text while we were here in this short time he has us here. 
Mm-hmm. So, man, I just think that's too big of a thing to uh, to just not to be uh, wishy-washy about, right? You want to be serious about the Bible. And mm-hmm. speaking of the Village Church, um, Matt Chandler, I don't know if you mentioned him earlier or what. Maybe that was in one of the 10 recordings we did trying to get this right. But um, yeah. <laughs> we've been doing this for three hours. But anyway, it's so woven into who he is that he is such a biblically serious person. Right? And he'll say that from stage all the time. He is so mm-hmm. biblically serious. He's going to preach the word exactly how it's written. Yeah. Right. And what I immediately noticed when I came here, that for the vast majority of the people at this church that are actually covenant members and they're invested Man, they know their Bible. They know their Bible. Just because it's so woven into who Matt is that it has infiltrated the DNA of the church. Man, and that's God's big plan for the local church, to know his Bible, to be built up and discipled at a local church level. Right? You don't have to go to seminary. You don't have to go to Bible college or whatever to learn your Bible. And that is, that's why you have the Holy Spirit. I'm not saying that anytime you open it, you're just going to get a crazy revelation. Right, because that's just not true. That's just not real life. But with the Holy Spirit's help and you being faithful to read it, man, you're storing up that biblical knowledge that's going to help you on those days that you don't feel like reading, which will often come. Yeah. But yeah, I just yeah. think you just got to be faithful to do it. Just yeah. got to be faithful in that. And and make sure it's only King James version <laughs> only, because if it's not, man, it's not inspired. So that's what Paul used uh, here. It is. It is. Well, just all joking aside, if you do read the King James Version 1, um, awesome. Teach me. You're way smarter than me. Yeah, teach me, (laughs) brother, because I want to be able to read that. But but for real, like what are what when you read and when you study the Bible, what are some translation? What's the translation that you use? Um, For me, I use the ESV. That's just my preference. Yeah. Um, But honestly, I used to be like, really stickler on translations and I shouldn't be, I don't even know that much about them, but honestly, whichever one you read, man, if you're faithful to read one of them, read that version. As long as it's not just crazy, just crazy wrong, just read young blood Bible. What's up big homie. It's me, your boy, JC like that. Yeah. That's probably gotta be one that you don't want to go towards. Yeah. Don't read read anything like that, but yeah, I hear the CSB CSB Bible is really, really good is what I've heard. That's a wonderful train. I'm lo- I'm literally looking at my bookshelf right now, just at all the different Bibles I have. Um, and you've got your NIVs, your NLTs, you got your NASBs. There's there's so many good translations, and you just got to find which one works for you. That one keeps with the text um, that is tra- translated and uh, and is a good one. And so ask your pastor, ask um, uh, your Sunday school teacher, find somebody who um, is is really into the Word and find find what translation they use. And so uh, we need, but whatever it is, you need to be reading it yeah, and, and if, I, you to, uh, if you go to lifeway if they're if they're still open one open you can get like 10 bibles for incredibly cheap i'm right now looking at a stack of books and bibles that i bought from this lifeway that's closing down like wow. just bought a ton of stuff it was the craziest thing i've ever seen the computer monitors had sticky notes on them that said sold <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're not laughing at lifeway closing yeah. stores but we are but um if there's a lifeway that is closing near you uh, get there uh, get there and buy stuff, buy the carpet, the chairs, literally um, everything's for sale. Yeah. Um, employee uniforms, whatever you need. Um, and so anyways, w- w- with that being said, um, one of the things that I would encourage 
is this, is not just reading the Bible, but do it structured. Uh, don't just oh, don't just throw your Bible up and let it land and say, you know what, I'm going to read this today. Um, be structured in it. Yeah, we, we need to we need to <laughs> we need to uh, have it structured. Have a reading plan of some kind. Uh, there's some great reading plans that will uh, lead you through just the New Testament in a year, or maybe uh, the the Old Testament in a year. Whatever it is, find a find a reading plan so you can have structure uh, to what you're reading. And and know this. There's wonderful YouTube videos. The Bible Project is something I'm a huge fan of that, that takes each book of the Bible and kind of summarizes it. But don't let that become primary. Let that always be uh, a supplement there. Let, let that not always be primary. You need to be reading the Word and let it being uh, supplemented by uh, other things. Preaching on Sunday morning, that's not your quiet time. Right. Uh uh, sermons by great preachers and pastors that you love. That's not your quiet time. That's supplemental. They are helpful and they're useful for turning our hearts towards Jesus and teaching us more about him, but it will never replace your personal time, your God time, your quiet time, whatever it is with the Lord on a daily basis. And so uh, we hope that helps. We're going to take a quick break to hit some uh, some helpful housekeeping stuff, and then we'll be back here in just a minute. Hey guys, this is Dominic. I just wanted to ask a real quick favor. Uh, to help our podcast get noticed and for people to know what we're doing, it would be really helpful if whatever platform that you're on, that you would like us and give us a rating and maybe even write a review and, and, and subscribe to our podcast. It would be a really big help for getting the word out about the Here's the Deal podcast. And we would love for you to subscribe and be able to get all the new content that we release um, as this podcast grows and gains more followers. Thank you so much and enjoy the rest of the show. All right, so we are back. Um, we are back. And I hope you guys um, have gotten something thus far from this podcast. Um, a, a couple of things that I thought would be really helpful to kind of capitalize on the, the reading of God's Word and, and, and getting into the Bible, which Bible to read. Um, do, do you do anything, Luke, or have you in the past done anything to like a journaling or um, or maybe you have a Google Doc or something like that? Um, how are some other ways to, to not just read the word, but allow the word to stick? Um, not not being just like looking in a mirror and walking away and not remembering what you see, but actually letting the word stick. So what are some ways that you've done that in the past? Um. Yeah, a lot of things. I tend to be a, I tend to be a person that, um, probably to a fault, I don't stick to plans very long because I always seemingly find something better and change plans. Mm -hmm. But uh, what's really been working for me, probably, um, for the, I'll tell you what, I'll just give you a bunch of different things that I've done. And uh, if you're wired a certain way, then they'll work for you. And if you're not, then that's fine. I mean, find your own, find your own rhythm. Yeah. Um, one thing. Uh, journaling is something I've picked up in the past year and a half, maybe that has really, really helped me. Um, when I wake up in the mornings, um, just being totally honest, 90% of my body wants nothing to do with reading the Bible, right? I do not want to wake up and get in scripture. I immediately want to grab my phone, uh, check Twitter, whatever. Um, 
But one of the things that's really helped me is instead of going straight from my Bible, I grab my journal and I just fill out a page of, man, what am I feeling today? What am I anxious about today? What are my worries of the day? What do I, what am I about to pray for? It's more like a prayerful writing. Um, mm-hmm. Man, what am I going through today? What am I thankful for today? And then once I get through that, once I'm writing all that out, I basically regurgitate all of my feelings that I just need to put into words. Man, in that moment, it puts me in such a place of desperation that Mm -hmm. I'm then ready, honestly, to get in the word. And then, um, again, like, I'm not saying you can't get anything out of the old drop and flop method, but I would say you need to have a solid Bible reading plan that you can follow and you can be faithful with. Yeah. Uh, right now, what I'm doing, like we talked about Lifeway, uh, I got me a Crossway, what's it called? It's called Story of Redemption Bible. And it's mm-hmm. not a study Bible. It's not a reference Bible or anything. Um, but scattered throughout the text, it'll just have little little snippets of information that just relates whatever's happening um, to the main meta narrative of Scripture, the main uh, narrative of redemption, right? How God's redeeming mm-hmm. his people. And I started going through that. It's just a straight through Bible reading plan, um, anywhere between, I guess, two to six chapters every morning. And that has yeah. been super, super helpful. So journaling, going through that, um, a couple resources and we're, I promise you, we're not sponsored by any of these people. Um, but just yet. some things really <laughs> yet, uh, episode two, but, uh, yeah. some things that have really helped us. Um, I know Joel, the Bible reading app, it's, it reads the Bible to you and you can get awesome voices. I have a British guy reading my Bible to me. Is that um, Gregory? Yeah, Gregory. Gregory. Oh, man. Gregory's my jam. Yeah, he's my uh, bro. Gregory reads the Bible to me through the Joel app. It's so cheap. It's like $29 for a year subscription. Hmm. Um, so Joel Bible reading app. Um, the Bible Project videos, like Tom mentioned, man, I love those. If those didn't exist, I would have no clue what the Bible means. <laughs> They're <there. laughs> so helpful. Anytime, they really I'm about, are. anytime I'm about to enter a new book, I 100% watch through the Bible Project video yes. for that book. Yeah. Yeah. It, They're it, solid too. Yeah, There's to bring out the main, the main point of the whole story. Mm-hmm. Um, also, one thing that I have, I haven't used it recently, but if you're a super systematic person and you and just waking up and journaling kind of mm-hmm. kind of scares you a little bit uh one thing that i used was called a scribe bible journal you can mm-hmm. find it on instagram just called scribe bible journal um and it is a systematized like laid out journal that will uh it just has little sections for you like a memory verse what are you reading today what are you mm-hmm. thankful for what's your prayer um, what are you worried about? I don't know what the exact sections are, but it it was super helpful when I was using it um, to just get my mind focused on what I needed to do and what my day was going to look like. So if you like structure, then that is your thing. Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to think of anything else, but well, well, you're naming all the stuff. Uh, you know, journaling. Man, that's the hardest thing in the world for me. One, <laughs> we are we are my handwriting. Yeah, my handwriting. I I basically since I was a child have written not in like cursive. I write in hieroglyphics and I can barely understand what I write. Dominant hand yet, honestly. Yeah. Listen, I just put both hands on a pen and just swirl around hoping I get something. It's the biggest struggle for me. You're the most grammatically incompetent person I've ever met. 
Listen, if I, even our notes for this podcast, I got nothing. I, I'm, I'm just, I don't know how to put two sentences together, but um, I would love to journal and I've done it in spurts and I've done it in different times. Um, and I think all these things are seasonal. You just need to find what works for you in the season. It may change. Yeah. Um, there, there was a time where I, I had a highlighter and I highlighted in every different color, um, every different portion of a sentence in a book. And it was hugely beneficial. I remember um, that season for you. Yeah. And right now, like right now, what I do is, and it's just been a really sweet season. My, my wife and I just had our third child, um, uh, this, uh, on July 31st. And so we're, we're still getting used to all that. And so it's just been a season where I had some time off where waking up early before everybody else wakes up. And that's kind of my groove right now is that I wake up early before my kids, before my wife, um, I make coffee and I, I spend some time in the Lord and I'm doing the F two sixty plan by, uh, through replicate that's Robbie Gallaty stuff. Uh, and it's just really simple, Man. but it gives me a really good, um, it gives me a really good uh, flow to reading. And uh, and then I'm always in a psalm. I just think there's something beautiful about reading the psalms and praying the psalms. I think there's something really beneficial in that. And I spend time in prayer. And sometimes it's, it's an hour. Sometimes it is... Uh, 30 minutes. And sometimes it's, it's longer, sometimes it's shorter. And, uh, and so I do that, but, but there are seasons, there are seasons where it's very difficult just and I'm a pastor and, and I'm preaching all the time and I'm walking with the Lord, but there are some seasons, there's some times that it feels like I can go not just days, but weeks without picking up my Bible devotionally. And so, Luke, my, my question is, like, what are some things that, that for, for you or, or, or just in general keep us from reading? What are some things that, that stop us from diving into God's Word? Um, my phone, probably, for sure. Yeah, it's yeah that's too. to wake up with the intent of getting in the Word. Yeah. And then you look up and you've been on your phone for 30 minutes and you got to start getting ready. Yeah, watching funny videos of people falling. Gosh, random Facebook videos. Three hours later, you scroll down so long. Yeah. Um, also, the thing that uh, if you're like me and waking up in the morning is uh, a battle that you have to fight every single day to wake up early. Um, yeah. Something that's a piece of advice that's always stuck with me is the decision to wake up early in the morning is always made the night before. So you can't stay up till midnight, one or two a.m. and expect to wake up early and get in the word. Like you're just not going to do it. You have to actively make the decision to get in bed earlier and wake up earlier. And I'm not in a season of wife and kids, but what's always been told to me from people who are is, man, you better learn to go to bed early and you better learn to wake up early because once you have a family, that early morning time is going to be the only time you have with the Lord for that day. That's going to be your only available time. So I'm just trying to prepare myself well well for that, and uh, it's a struggle. But getting in bed early, not binge watching Netflix for ten hours at night, and just yeah. uh, being being a healthy individual outside of spiritual things. Like I'm, I hate with every fiber in my body. I hate jogging. Gosh, yeah. I hate. It. But for one, it keeps me somewhat healthy. And two, it makes me feel a whole lot better. And I go to sleep earlier and it helps me honestly to love the Lord more. When my body feels better, I can love the Lord more. And yeah. eating, like things like that help you love the Lord more. Yeah. Um, so it's just, Disciplines. Things, 
yeah, you have to keep a constant watch over every aspect of your life um, because it's so, so easy to drift. Man, it's so easy to drift. And oftentimes we're not even drifting towards just horrendous sins. We're just drifting toward towards good things and missing yeah. out on the best thing. So, uh, yeah, uh, you know, one of the things too is is that the Bible can be a hard book. Yeah, um, you can read it. Everybody believes that. Yeah, um, they, you know, sometimes it's hard. Sometimes it has some hard teachings in it, and uh, we may not know. And the good thing is, is that you and I don't do this thing alone. That God has given us pastors and shepherds, and uh, and right now we have not only do we have uh, the Bible in the in, in at our fingertips, we have information about the Bible. So even in that, you've got to be careful um, where you go for your information. But there's for lots sure. of good websites that that can help you. There's pastors and people and leaders and elders in your church that can help you walk in the Scriptures and uh, and help you understand some stuff. But the Word's powerful, and the the same. Spirit Spirit that helps um, helps pastors and the Billy Grahams of the world, the Matt Chandlers of the world, uh, understand and discern the scriptures. It's the same spirit that's in you. And so there's always got to be that reminder and, and, uh, that the Lord is good and his word does not return void. And he's going to, yeah. he's going to enlighten us. And um, I love this. I love being in uh, the scripture. And there's sometimes where I miss it for a while and it is like um, a fresh, cold glass of water on a hot day coming back to it uh, it's just refreshing to my soul and uh, we believe the bible is is really is really really helpful uh it's not it's not something that needs to be optional it needs to be something we are dependent upon um and so the bible that's what we believe um it cannot be a thing that you run to in the dark days because for one you probably won't. I know in my darkest days, it's very difficult for me to pick up the word of God. Yeah. Um, it has to be something that you build your foundation on um, in the good days, in the light, right? You learn who God is. You trust him. You trust his faithfulness in the light. That way, when you're in the dark, man, you can go back and rely on what you've mm-hmm. stored up. Um, yeah. And that's available to all of us. What what Dominic was talking about, um, about Matt Chandler and Billy Graham and all them, like they don't have some greater understanding of the scripture, right? Jen Wilkin talks about all the time, this, this thing we fall into. I think the word she uses is uh, amateur expert divide, right? We think the guys are the girls on the stage. They're the experts and us out in the crowd. We're just the amateurs and we can't, we can't, um, they just have some special revelation of the sacred text, right? And that's just not true. We have the same Holy Spirit, but it's not easy for them. Don't believe that it's easy for them being around people who are really, really good communicators and really understand the word of God, man, I can promise you that it's not easy for them. And they wrestle through these things and they do it in community and they're faithful to do that. Man, you just have to get in the word and trust that God is going to reveal himself, but it's going to come through much work. There's no relationship in your life that number one is easy. And number two is fruitful. um, When you rarely commune or talk with them, you got to be in it often and you got to work through the hard days because there's going to be a lot of them. Yeah, that's good. And I like the the do it in the in the context of community. Your local church isn't just a a, a place where you come to and mark that off your list. It is, uh, it's a place where there's people who 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 are committing and surrendering their lives to the same King you are, listening uh, listening to the same word and reading the same word that you are. And so find a group. You cannot do this by yourself. It is impossible. You need to have 
fellow believers who are talking through the Bible. Uh, if you're married and you've got a wife, man, have have daily times, weekly times where you are getting in the Word together with your spouse or um, with your friends or or whatever it is. And and that's one of our biggest hopes for this podcast is that it helps to be supplemental. Uh, through real-life encounters, real-life things, and how the Bible talks about them. But the first things first is that we've got to be in the Scripture. And we hope, we hope that this helps you do that. I know that this is my prayer, is for my three kids, my my little girl and I, every night uh, we do, uh, we go through a question of the New City Catechism because I want her to know God. And that, that's supplemental, but we also read the Bible together. And I want my daughter to live her life, not as the culture sees, not as her friends say, not as, it, but we want our, our kids, my daughter, my two sons, to live life based on how God's designed it and how God has um, instructed us. And he's given us that in his word. And so that's what we hope for this podcast. Um, And we hope this for you guys as well. Uh, We hope that we have great content in the days to come. We have some exciting things happening. We have some really uh, fun guests that we're going to be bringing on in the future. And so we hope that you will stay tuned and, and subscribe and rate us and and come along on this journey that we call Here's the Deal. And so thank you so much for listening. If you have any questions, you're more than welcome to check us out on uh, on Instagram and any other way. Uh, we'll have an email set up that you can submit questions and, and even communicate with us as well. And so we hope that this is beneficial for you. Share it with your friends. Uh, feel free to let us know if you have any questions. And thank you so much for listening to Here's the Deal.